This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to Glamour's Trash. On this podcast, we recap and discuss celebrity memoirs. We pontificate about pop culture. And sometimes, if it's a real doozy of an episode, we sometimes cry. We like to turn pop culture garbage into treasure on this podcast. And today, we are covering Jill Duggar's memoir titled Counting the Cost. It came out just this year in the fall. You know the Duggar family from the TLC show. There's at least 19 Duggars and counting. I know that. There's so much scandal around this family. It is a very religious family that took over TLC. And years later, we uncovered all the dark things actually going on in this show that was meant to be sort of the perfect idea of them following their religion. So something very special about this episode and why it is a patron-only episode is that I was so overwhelmed when this book came out. I was just underwater with some projects and deadlines with like the book and also the writer's strike was ending, which was so wonderful, but it meant going back to work. And so when Jill Duggar's book came out, I was like, I don't have the bandwidth. And then a very special guest who has been on this podcast before emailed me and said she'd read it. And so we came up with the idea to have her recap the book to me and I would comment on it. There are some other podcasts who do this format. I've said, I kind of want to give it a try, see if it's for me. And just selfishly, I really wanted to hear about this book and get another book in. And so this is the way we did it. We actually recorded this way back in September. But like I said, like I've been underwater And so we just finally got to putting this episode out. I'm really excited for you to hear it because I could not say no to my guest. She is a Duggar expert. She's going to recap the book to me. This is an extra episode on top of all the episodes coming in December. There was a ton coming out. And so this one is just for the patrons to thank you so much because literally I could not do this podcast without you. Thank you so, so, so much for your support. And uh, let's get to Duggering. God talks about a wife doing her husband good and not evil all the days of her life. And I think that is what I say to my girls. You want to be your husband's biggest cheerleader. You want to be the one that always encourages him and doesn't put him down to other people, but really is that one to really do him good all the days of his life. Our guest host today is someone very exciting. She is an award-winning podcaster, culture critic, royal watcher, author, and feminist. She currently hosts The Daily Fail, a podcast that does comedic close readings at the tabloids. She also hosts How to Be Fine, a podcast that examines and laughs at the world of wellness. Her book, So You Want to Start a Podcast, won the Audi Award for Best Business and Personal Development Audiobook of 2020, and How to Be Fine, which she co-wrote with Jalinda Greenberg 
Greenberg was an Audible number one bestseller in 2021. In her past life, she used to be an associate research scholar for NYU's Center for Religion and Media. She has written about sex toy parties in the Bible Belt and how they perpetuate conservative family values. She has an ardent interest in how Christianity is depicted in the media from Little House on the Prairie to TLC reality shows to the royal family. That makes her the absolute perfect guest host for this episode. Please welcome Kristen Meinzer. Oh my gosh, Chelsea, thank you for the beautiful introduction. I am such a super fan of your show. I think you know that already. And I'm just so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Will you tell me what made you be like, we have to do a Duggar book and what like draws you to this family? I am just obsessed with them. I I can't help it. I am one of those people who fell hook, line, and sinker for those TLC shows. Um, Some people call them the leering channel. I was one of the people (laughs) leering from Mm -hmm. early on. I loved watching 19 Kids and Counting. I loved John and Kate Plus 8. You loved John and Kate Plus 8 because we just did a Kate Gosselin episode. I know you did. (laughs) And when I say I loved watching the show. love-hated. Yes, I hated it. And I think I was just perplexed by it. Um, yeah. I, I, I really was always way more fascinated with the Duggars, but both of them have a certain version of Christianity that they do yeah, that I think yeah. I'm very fascinated with. And the Kardashians, who you've talked about on your show, they're another reality show family that has a weird version of Christianity that's pushed out in their stuff too. They all believe in prosperity gospel. Financial rewards will come to you in exchange for being a good person. Apparently, they're better than the rest of us because they're way richer than all of us, right? I was going to say, they're very bad people and they have lots of money. So they're really not proving their cause. (laughs) Okay. So you loved this family. I did for this um, episode, I, I was watching some Duggar and I was, dare I say, impressed by how gentle the show was in mm-hmm. its earlier episodes. It's so like quiet and clearly those kids are like fearing for their lives because they're just so obedient. But I was like, oh, it's a very gentle show for a reality show at first. Yes. And I think that's part of the fascination of it. Part of the fascination is how do you have this many people under one roof who seem to not get into fights, who seem to not be completely chaotic, who, you know, who have a mom who only speaks at this level and and never yells at anyone, you know? And yes. and there's such a gentleness to everything. And how is this running? I mean, I just look at small departments I've worked for at nonprofits that don't run this well that are half the size. And somehow this is like a whole family that's twice the size of that nonprofit and somehow seems to be operating just fine, right? I've seen bachelorette parties go wayward at 19 people. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't know how they did it. Before we even start, do you want me just for your listeners a brief bit of info on this family and the IBLP, because I think that'll be really useful. I would also love that. I will also just deliver our blanket trigger warning here. We're going to get into some really terrible crimes, um, sexual abuse and things like that. And then, yeah, please tell me what the IBPL whatever is, because it (laughs) definitely sounds like a disease. (laughs) Yes, yes. Please listen with care. There's a lot of bad stuff that we are going to hear. Okay, so First and foremost, for those who aren't familiar with the Duggars, let's just introduce everyone to them really briefly. They are a conservative Christian Arkansas family headed up by Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. 
and they are members of the Institute in Basic Life Principles. We're going to call them the IBLP for the rest of this because the IBLP is what Jill calls them in the book. And the IBLP is an organization that claims to teach life skills, so they're kind of like a life coaching institute based in biblical teachings. And the Duggars rose to fame on a number of TV documentaries and TV series, most notably 19 Kids and Counting on TLC. And Jill, she falls number four in this lineup. She is the second oldest Duggar daughter after Jana, the fourth oldest overall with Josh, who is famously the oldest and arguably Jim Bob's favorite child. And on the show, Jill was always depicted as very soft-spoken, very obedient, very similar to her mother. And early on in the book, she admits it was never an act. She was always that obedient, and she always did want to be just like her mom. And uh, Jill famously was also the first of the Duggar daughters to marry, and her nuptials attracted millions and millions of viewers. It was like the most watched thing on TLC that year. Was this the one where, like, it was her first kiss when she got married? That is right. That's her. Oh, my God. And not just her. Every single Duggar child saves their first kiss for marriage. (laughs) I know. I know. Like, listeners cannot hear your eyeballs popping out of your head right now. But (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so painful. And it's on, like, not only is it your first kiss, but you're marrying that guy. It's in front of an audience and it's televised. Ugh. Yeah, there's just so much ooh about all of it. Okay, so with that little intro to Jill and the Duggars out of the way, let's get into the book. So Jill starts out by telling us how she grew up and laying out some of the rules of the IBLP. So the IBLP, she explains, was founded by Bill Gothard, a man who has never been married or had kids, but whose Uh teachings uh focus almost exclusively on those matters. Interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. (laughs) Oh my God, who's in his basement? Someone, (laughs) someone go run a raid. Oh, just wait, just wait. That's going to come up. It's coming. All right. So under Gothard's teachings, a strict hierarchy of divine authority exists with God at the top, followed by men, then by women, then by children, and nobody is allowed to question the authority above them. And there is a lot of burden placed on IBLP females within this framework. Notably, IBLP females must do all they can to not cause males to have impure thoughts. When this happens, females are guilty of the sin called defrauding. They cannot defraud males. That is a sin that women are guilty of. Wait, 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 wait. So they defraud them when the man thinks an impure thought because of how they dress? That's called defrauding? Yeah, or if you're overly friendly, if you smile too much, etc. Wow, actually, I kind of think I'm going to join IBPL because that means every day of my life I am defrauding men, and I love that for me. (laughs) With my wardrobe, we're taking every man down, I guess. (laughs) You are so sinful. Amazing. Now, the thing to know, though, Chelsea, if you join, if you are part of the IBLP, in order to dodge this sin, you have to dress modestly at all times with your skirts Mm. to the ankle, Mm -hmm. collars to the neck. 
Uh, pantaloons worn beneath the skirt when you're young and running around and jumping around a lot. Like old timey pantaloons? Yes, that's right. Well, they got to sew them? Where do you, f- you can't buy those right now. Oh, Michelle Duggar will make them for you. She made them for okay. all of her kids. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. And you have to dress that way even if you are swimming at the beach. You know, that can drown a woman. Like if you have too many layers on, there's a strong tide. <laughs> that's the end of your life. Better to die than to defraud a man. You can't defraud a man. <laughs> Wow, you're right. Okay, keep going. (laughs) And when the family is out in the world, everyone has to be on high alert to make sure none of the boys get accidentally defrauded. So if they see a woman who maybe dresses like me or you, the family yells out Nike, which is their way of saying, look at your shoes so that that woman doesn't defraud you. That's their code word? Wow. Um, Look at Nike getting free advertising. (laughs) Um, I'm sure they really love this association, too. Yeah, I bet they do. (laughs) So some other rules Joe lays out. Dating is not permitted. Instead, fathers oversee a chaperoned courtship for each daughter. Purity is obviously of the utmost importance. As you mentioned, Chelsea, kissing is usually something you are not allowed to do until your wedding day. And once married, women must welcome as many children as God gives them, even if a doctor advises otherwise. So Mm. it could kill you. Maybe you have a ruptured uterus, but you have to keep trying to have more kids because that's what God wants for you. Contraception obviously is not allowed. Sure. Dr. God is the ultimate doctor. Exactly. God is my gyno. (laughs) That's the bumper sticker I'll make for the Duggars. God checks my vag. (laughs) All right. And um, it goes without saying, but I think you could already catch on to this. Fathers must be obeyed no matter what. And that doesn't just mean when you're under your dad's roof. That means you, Chelsea, being a married woman now, if you were in the IBLP, would still have to ask your father for permission for all sorts of things in life. Wait, so I would have to ask my husband and my dad for permission to do anything? You and your husband would be under your dad's headship. Gotcha. As for the children, they must be homeschooled using IBLP literature, which Michelle will do the teaching of, even though Michelle was only 17 herself when she got married and maybe doesn't know how to teach necessarily. (laughs) Oh no, IBPL textbooks are just like picture books or like pictures of God like shaking his hand at you. There's a lot of stuff like that. And Jill doesn't talk about it, but I can just say from my own research, they believe in the young earth theory, for example, Mm -hmm. which means humans were essentially riding dinosaurs around at the same time. Yeah, who wouldn't want to believe in that? I would want to ride a dinosaur. (laughs) Come on, who wouldn't want to ride a dinosaur? God. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, that's very painful. So there's just no education, which also is like the way you would get out of a cult. Exactly. And um, Jill also spends a lot of time talking about how dancing is forbidden because if you dance, you might do things like shake your hips or your butt and whatever part of your body you're shaking is the part that people will look at and you'll accidentally maybe defraud them, you know? So (laughs) you can't dance and you can't listen to music with a beat. And above all, you must look at the outside world as a place of danger and fear. And the only safety in life is from your father, from God, and the IBLP that is pounded into you from a young age. Obedience, because if you don't obey, bad things will happen to you. The world is full of danger. And this is the only place of safety. All right. Okay. So... Now let's get more to the story, shall we? Oh, yeah. Let's get to the fun part. What a ride. Okay. (laughs) So despite all these rules, Jill says her childhood was filled with fun. She talks about nightly Bible study. Jim Bob would 
sit in the hallway between the boys' room and the girls' room and read the Bible to everybody. And uh, Jill loved her buddy group. So each of the older daughters had a bunch of younger siblings that they would be the essential mom for. So Jill had all these children, her younger siblings, that she would be the mom to. And she talked about how much she loved being mom to her buddy group. And she loved the little clubs she and her siblings would make up and have fun in together. So notably, Josh, the oldest Duggar, his club that he made up was called the Boycott Club, which stood for Boys Christian Outreach Team. And the aim of the Boycott Club was to combat pornography. (laughs) I know, the irony. Wait, wait. so he starts a club, and in this world where supposedly they don't know about pornography, (laughs) he is like, we must fight pornography. Yes, supposedly there was a gas station in their town that was starting to sell gentlemen's magazines and Josh started his club to try and get people to not buy those magazines because porn is bad. What a little wily bitch. I mean, to be a kid and be like, I want to see pornography. I know my club will go to the magazine store, (laughs) look at the magazines and stand in front of them. Um, That's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So wait, what were the other clubs? Well, Jana's club seemed like the most fun of all the clubs. It was the ice cream club. And all you would do is like sit in the playhouse and eat ice cream. Okay. So like a real kids club. And then Josh is over here being like, we must fight (laughs) nude images. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, Josh, it just, I mean, this is just the beginning. It gets so much worse than it's about to. So again, listeners, listen with care right here because- We're now going to get to Josh molesting Jill and her sisters. So the way Jill talks about it when she first introduces this topic is a little peculiar. She kind of talks around it, actually. She, in fact, refers to it so indirectly that at first I got confused and was like, hold on, is she saying she wasn't even there? So I'm just going to read from the book here. On page 33, she writes, hey, said Pops quietly, Josh has been talking to us. He has confessed about some stuff that he's done. Can we talk to you about it? I nodded, sat quiet and waited, waited for Pops to find the next words that he was going to say. End of chapter. So that's how we get introduced to Josh molesting his younger sisters. I'm like, what did that even mean? And then the next chapter opens saying, when Josh went away, We didn't talk much. The subject of whatever happened with Josh wasn't embargoed and it wasn't off limits. It's just that it wasn't something that I wanted to talk about, so there wasn't much to say. Wait, it was whatever happened with Josh? Yes. When she is the person who knows what happened with Josh? Yes. So do you think this is something where she still feels protective or something where she is still processing and like can't talk about it herself? I think that she's still processing, and we'll get to it later in the book, but a lot of what she is processing, I think, is the anger and rage and who to direct it at. Because it sounds later in the book at various points as if she is more angry at the press for revealing this happening than she is at Josh. And the reason she's more angry at the press is because she was taught that she must be modest at all times with her body. And now people can imagine things that have been done to her body. And that's what it sounds like the real rage is, which breaks my heart because it's like, this isn't your fault. And what happens to your body when you are being molested is not you defrauding anybody. And 
by the way, defrauding does not exist and it is not a sin, but even within your universe's framework, there is no way you did anything to defraud anybody by having yeah. this exposed. It's heartbreaking to me because I think that's why she talks around it so much. Which is so painful too, because obviously when it happened, she was not with anyone around her who would actually like take care to like help you heal or process something past that. And then to have it talked about before you're ready in any setting mm-hmm. is horrifying. And it was in the media. And this is like a very Christian woman who like doesn't discuss sexual things, even including abuse. Like, you know, I did not realize that. I I didn't realize it came out that way, like against her will. Yeah, it did. And and we'll get more to that. But I'm just going to say to all the listeners here, what we know right now that's not in Jill's book is that when this abuse was happening, that Jill did at a certain point fight back. Her cousin Amy in an interview talked about Jill was the fighter. Jill fought back and Jill told her parents what happened. So any confession on Josh's part kind of sounds like the parents may have confronted him and said, hey, Jill told us something that happened. But that's so wild to even not have that in your own book. Yeah. To start to introduce it as he confessed. Yeah. That does feel very protective of the family. Yeah. Okay. And again, just totally heartbreaking with Jill being just one of several victims and the youngest being a baby still when this was happening. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just terrible. So that is just kind of mentioned sideways, not directly Mm -hmm. that Josh was sent away. He did some construction work. He wasn't sent to a proper rehabilitation center. He wasn't sent to a licensed therapist, a psychologist. He wasn't sent to anybody who actually could work on reforming him in any way whatsoever. He worked construction and that's what happened to him. Yeah, that's also tough, too, of, like, just no resources at all. Okay, wild. Yeah, all right. So while all of that is happening, the Duggars suddenly get their big break. They are photographed, all 15 at the time, there's 15 of them at the time, going to the ballot box because Jim Bob is running for U.S. Senate. He's already been a state senator for a term. He has talked to God about it, and God really wants him to run for the U.S. Senate. Okay, that was just a teaser of this episode that is only for our Patreon-only members, and you can hear the whole thing by becoming a Patreon member. For just a dollar, you get all of the bonus episodes like this one and ad-free listening. For $5 a month, you get the Patreon chat, you get pictures to all the episodes, and so much more. The reason that we do these Patreon-only teasers is to give you an idea of what you would be getting by becoming a member and that like, we have tons of good content for our Patreon subscribers because we quite literally cannot make this podcast without our listeners, the cookies. I'm just so grateful to all of you. I'm so happy you're here. I love making this show. I couldn't do it without our Patreon. And so thank you for becoming a member. Consider joining if you want to hear the rest of this episode and then get into the comment section. Join the book club. There is so much on our Patreon that's so fun to get into, especially the mobile app chat. And all of that's available and you can sign up in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Chelsea Devontes. 